Well, listeners, in case you didn't get enough sports today, here's an ad break that'll tell you how to watch even more sports. YouTube is the new home of NFL Sunday Ticket. And if you sign up now, you'll get the lowest full season price of the year. Just go to youtube.com slash Spotify offer to get $100 off NFL Sunday Ticket. Watch your favorite teams out of market Sunday afternoon games exclusively on YouTube and YouTube TV. All right, enough about sports. Go get more sports. Terms and embargoes apply. Offer ends June 6th. No refunds. But I'm going to tell you this we ain't done yet. Howdy and welcome back to the Ineligibles podcast. I'm Will Stone, he's Chase Caldwell, and today we're going to start our preview of the 2021 Fight in Texas Aggie football team. Uh, but first we wanted to give you a, uh, a a brief episode on our overall thoughts of the roster before we got into our uh, position, position by position breakdowns. Um, we're going to start with quarterback after this episode, but um, from, the, from the get-go here, Chase, uh, I guess tell us your feelings on this on this Anim roster like from a from a bird's eye view? Uh well, from bird's eye view, it looks pretty pretty salty. Um you know, my, my favorite thing about this, um, and I know this is why you're asking me, is just how um complete the roster is. You know, if you look at every position, there there's good depth at every position, but then there's also some really good superstar type players you know some really extremely good talent that you know in years past we would have been uber excited about you know we would have been just Mm -hmm. over the moon that we have this one player but but now we have that one player but if they're not on the field that's okay you know and that that's where we have that depth but but it's at every position and so you know I kind of Looking at years past, there was plenty of years where we had big question marks at big-time positions, mainly because we had no depth and we had no superstar players, you know. And for years and years, that was on defense. Um, there was always that that question of, is our defense going to step up to the plate this year? Are they going to be better than what they were last year? And I think part of that has to do, and we talked about this in, in our second episode that we did, um, about just the difference in terms of the high-flying offenses versus a, a slow, methodic offense, and there's some to that. But when you look at uh, – I'm a big numbers guy, and I love looking at the numbers of recruiting. And and you know this because I always text you uh, <laughs> note apps on my phone whenever I start deciding like oh I'm gonna I'm gonna add all these things together and and I really like to dig into the 85 rule and like where where do we have talent and and all that but when I compare it to older classes you know we talked before about the blue chip ratio and where where you want to have a certain amount of four and five star players we we mentioned that some of those Sumlin teams got got above 50%, but when you looked at where those 50% landed, a lot of them were at the same positions. You know, we had two five-star quarterbacks at the same time, and Kyle Allen and Kyler Murray, you know, once upon a time. So that's great. We have these five-star quarterbacks, but they're, you can only put one of them on the field, 
you know, and, and so, um, that, that, that's a big contrast to having a five-star cornerback and a five-star defensive end and a five-star quarterback and a five-star receiver and a five-star tight end, you know, so whenever you start looking at it like that, man, it gets, it gets really exciting. It really, really exciting. Yeah. Absolutely. I think your, your first point about the balance, uh, that's, uh, it's absolutely true. Uh, I wrote down in my notes here that this is, this has got to be the best A&M roster that I've seen in my lifetime. And mm-hmm. it's not because like one unit is, is, you know, elite, which I think the defense could be elite, but the 2012 team, you know, probably had a better offense than what we're going to see this fall. Uh, maybe the 1998 team, uh, when they won the Big 12, maybe that team had a better defense than we'll see this mm-hmm. fall. But no team has had, uh, like, both sides as good as this team is going to be. Um, and I think you're spot on with the depth. Uh, there's a good mix of uh, young young star-studded players as well as some veterans who've been around for a long time. And I think, like, and you're going to see it all over college football this season, uh, like the COVID year. Um, everyone – got a free year of eligibility if you played or not last year. So you see a lot of teams having fifth-year guys come back, six-year guys come back. Um, Aaron Hansford came back. He was in the 2016 recruiting class. Like, um, he, 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 he should normally be long gone by now. And um, I think it helps out A&M more than most teams. And I think it's because uh, we talked about Jimbo's first class being here. Um, it was at the – it was the first year that they had an early signing day. And he still signed a good class, but the numbers are coming out on those uh, first-year head coaching classes, you know, with the early signing day instituted. And the attrition rates are uh, much higher than normal. And that's evident with A&M as well. Like, that 2018 class, very few of those guys are still here. Um, a few of them turned into good players, like Bobby Brown, but um, he's – since left for the NFL. So um, if we didn't get those COVID guys back, especially on defense, uh, like Miles Jones, Jaden um Aaron Hansford, even a guy like Keldrick Carper uh, to, vi- to, to provide some good depth at safety, um, I think it's going to make a world of difference and uh, definitely raises my expectations for the team. Yeah, and, and something you didn't mention there is um, this is also partly a benefit of us ending up fifth last year um i i can't speak to that for sure i don't i don't you know i don't text the players and be like hey are you staying back because you know you you're mad that you didn't get in the national championship but you gotta think you know that that's that plays a little bit of a part in it um and and there's there was also a lot of question marks of course because of covid and how that was going to affect the draft uh but i mean I'm I'm excited because I felt like there was at least some seniors or maybe juniors that would have normally declared early that felt like they ought to come back. Um, mm-hmm. it, it could be pseudoscience, I don't know, but it, it at least uh, it seems like a remarkable point, right? Um, yeah. But yeah, I I I'm a big defensive guy. You know that. Um, I love defense, and oh my gosh, do we have a good defense? Uh, you know, and and I, <laughs> I was a, um, I was a defensive back manager uh, back whenever I was a, an equipment manager, and and so, 
Uh, that was back in the days where everybody was like, oh, we can't defend the wheel route and, you know, whatever. <laughs> but what 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 I look at is in in my time whenever I was there, and, we, and there's plenty of great players that, that were there whenever I was, like Dono and, and um, Armani and everybody, uh, Devontae Harris, you know, great players. But if we had the defensive backs – that we have on this team, everybody would be over the moon back then. They would be so excited because of the talent that we have there. I mean, Miles Jones is one of the mm-hmm. best cover men that I've ever seen. He is fantastic. Uh, of course, I have a soft spot in my heart for Damani. You know, like he, he oh, yeah. walks a hatchy boy. But yeah. I say that to say, on any other team that I've ever seen, we would love to have these DBs that we have here. Mm-hmm. And that being said... I think that's the biggest question mark at defense. That's that's pretty insane, <laughs> you know. Like yeah, this is, yeah, as good one, as those guys the, are. It, I mean, I mean, it's it's they're really, really, really good, and and that might be the biggest question mark. Could argue yeah. linebackers, and we'll get into that as we get into the the different position groups. But this defense, I, I'm excited. I, I this is wrecking crew all over it, in my opinion. Uh, which is yeah. just, ugh, I'm excited about it. Yeah. Um, I think one point I want to drive home here is is the is the, the, the true depth of this defense. Um, you have guys like, uh, yeah, I, I've forgotten Michael Clemens earlier. He's a, a six-year mm-hmm. guy or maybe a seventh-year guy. He's been around for forever. Um, yeah. He's back for another year at defensive end. Uh, you have a, a fourth-year guy in Tyree Johnson at end. You have a future first-round draft pick at end when DeMarvin Leal um, guys like Shamar Turner coming in, who may see some early playing time. Um, and it, it, with, with the defensive backs, like obviously Jones and Jones, Miles and Jalen at corner. Mm-hmm. Um, Antonio Johnson, he's fantastic. Yeah, yep. You have probably three or four safeties you feel good about. Uh, the freshman corners look good uh, in the spring. And that's, um, I guess, my last point on the defense, or really on the team as a whole, is, mm-hmm. you know, in the past you have uh, – you know, highly touted five-star players coming in, uh, which we we definitely do in the in the class that'll, that got here this spring and will you know has has gotten here this summer. Um, you typically expect maybe a few of those uh, to contribute or or even start as true freshmen. I don't know if we see that this year. There's so many guys that are entrenched, and there's so much competition already. Like I can see some guys getting some playing time, but there's nobody where we're like, oh, we have to have so and so be a starter because we don't have anybody else. Like there's yeah. already talent at every spot. Yeah. And, and, and I saw plenty of super, super uber talented five-star guys come in into the program whenever I was there. And there was this dramatic difference between how great they were. And, and, you know, the other players were still very good, but it was like, Holy cow, this guy is fantastic. But I, I, I think that you have a little bit of, uh, less of a drop off nowadays than than what I've seen, and that's not to pick on anybody that was there whenever I was there. Because again, <laughs> you were a college athlete and I was not. Uh, but it's just to say, like the depth there is just just tremendous and and just fantastic. Um, offense, offense. The biggest thing that I see there is we have this this plethora of talent over there too. It's just unproven. There's a mm-hmm. lot of a lot of just young talent over there. Um, 
But, I mean, Devon Achain is m- one of my favorite. Well, how do you, do you say his name? A-Chain now? Is that, that what, A-Chain, we, yeah. what we figured out? Yeah, I keep mm-hmm. getting him backwards. But <laughs> I say that he's he's the number one recruit I've ever been, like, super excited about. And, uh, and he's the fastest man in college football. Uh, I you remember when he committed to us in Georgia? At like oh yeah, yeah. Like midnight, and you and I were just like jumping for joy. Um, yeah, us and Trey Parker. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, I just uh, he just something about him. I was like, man, he's gonna be a fantastic player. Um, well, and then you have and, like all the like all the players from the 2019 class. Uh, Kenyon Green, uh, future first mm-hmm. round offensive lineman. Uh, Jalen Weidermeyer, uh, Isaiah Spiller, um, right. Anaya Smith. I mean, like, and then you finally get guys healthy like uh, uh, Caleb Chapman, hopefully. Uh, we expect mm-hmm. Baylor Cup to be healthy. Um, and that's not even including, the, like, the guys coming back like Hez Jones and, and Chase Lane at receiver. Um, yeah. And then you have quarterback, you know, like, that's what we're going to talk about later today. Um, yeah. But that's exciting. Oh, for sure. And And it's just – it's just we've got a lot to talk about at every position. You know, there's not a position that we're just going to sit there and talk about how terrible things are going to be or how worried we are about it because there's big playmakers everywhere, you know. And and uh, I I don't know. I'm I'm just I can't wait to jump into it. Quarterbacks, of course, is it's the main character, you know. And and yeah. that's what we're going to talk about first. But. Um, as as much as I am super super excited to talk about quarterbacks, there's other positions that I just cannot wait to get into, you know. And so, oh yeah, um, it's it's a very very thrilling time. Um, a really really good roster, one that I'm just just incredibly excited about. And and you know, Aggies would probably won't they probably won't admit to this maybe, but um, you know, for years and years I've heard people try to make the case for like a three-star player and like, oh, well, maybe he was, you know, Johnny was a three-star player and yada, yada. Uh, and we've always tried to make excuses as to why we only had one five-star or two five-stars in a class, you know. And, and it's like, well, yeah, but we got all these three-stars and they're underrated and they're underrated and they're underrated. Well, rest assured, guys, Jimbo finds at least one three-star every year that is just completely and totally underrated. I mean, just just look at the list. I mean, look at Anaya Smith. You know, whenever he he committed, like everybody was like, for some reason questioning, like, did did we know he was going to commit? You know, like <sighs> I think we had like one scholarship left, and and so everybody mm-hmm. was like in a panic about it, like thought that he just like committed on his own or whatever and no that was Jimbo's guy you know right out of the gate and look at him I mean just look at him just look know, at and him just look at him uh <laughs> but he he just Jimbo Jimbo Aggies can find you that three star that you've you've been talking to people about for years and years about you know like well such and such was a three star athlete but he intersperses them with four and five stars that will mm-hmm. continue to carry the the mantle so you're not no longer making excuses as to why we took these three stars. You're taking one or two three stars and and sprinkling them amongst some incredible blue chip players. And so we, I hope y'all are as excited as we are to dig into each one of these different position groups. Um, because I am way, way excited. (laughs) Yeah. And to your point, uh, if, 
if a, if a four star doesn't pan out, there's another four star or five star in the waiting just to, you know, just waiting to take his place. So yeah, you gotta have those, you gotta have those on those big jobs. Oh yeah. And this is a big job. So yeah, um, a ton of competition, a ton of stuff to get into. And over the next, uh, we'll see how it goes. Maybe six, seven, eight weeks. Um, we're going to break down each, uh, position group, uh, on this A&M roster and everyone wants to hear about the quarterbacks. Uh, that's the, the, the most high profile position. And we have a, a competition on our hands, which is always exciting. So uh, we're, we're going to record that next and uh, hope you join us over there. So uh, thanks for listening and go check out our quarterback episode. <laughs>